Welcome to Your Security, a podcast on walking victimless in today's world. I'm Gabriel Grimes. In this podcast, I discuss how to stay alert and situationally aware no matter where you are or where you go. Hello, hello, hello. It is the 4th of April. It is episode 41, and it is day 19 of the COVID, the Wuhan flu response here in the United States, day 19. I am here in uh, Texas, and I want you to know that it was a actually a little bit chilly day, a little bit rain, and I am well. Family as well. We are paying attention to those six steps that I mentioned in my previous um, episode on how to stay mentally positive, right? Positive mental attitude. Exercise, sunshine, fresh food. No alcohol, social, remain social, and keep routines. Now, I have to say that um, we did not get much sunshine today just because it was rainy, but it was it was a beautiful day, and we just completely vegged out. It was Saturday, and uh, we're on our self-quarantine or self-stay-home uh, lockdown, self-imposed lockdown, so we, we just chilled out here at the house. But I have to say, it didn't keep me too far. I watch news. Like I said, my routine includes a little bit of news every day. Not a lot. I try to stay up on pers- on uh, current events all the time. But in this case, with the coronavirus, which is dominating the news, it is, uh, it's kind of hard to turn on the television and not hear anything but the coronavirus, which is kind of interesting, right? So during the year, a regular time, we hear news about everything. We hear news about the economy, about international uh, disputes. We hear about transnational crime. We hear about politics, all these different things. And yet here we are, the coronavirus, all we can think about is, well, the corona response, the politics behind how is it being responded, is it being responded you know, appropriately or not, and, and oil, oil and gas, because right now, the uh, I think the the best uh, rate of gasoline here near my house was about a dollar forty a dollar forty for a gallon of gas, which is unheard of. Um, but I wanted to point out something really interesting. You know, as I'm looking at the the Corona response, the coronavirus response, how the world is handling it, how our government is handling it, how our how President uh, Trump is handling it, and I and again I go back to my being a security professional. Security professionals are always looking at being as efficient as possible because during a crisis you must that what you have, what the the resource that you have, which is of most value, is time. So you have to be as efficient as possible and as clear as possible because you don't want to have people mixing up information and you don't want to have to redo uh, communications and you don't want to have to clarify more than you have to. You want to be as clear as possible and present this information out as soon as possible so that one, there is transparency, two, proper there's a proper response from the teams that depend on the crisis management team. So your main crisis management team will have their subordinate teams that are actually going to go out there, their operators that's going to get things done, right? This is very important. But what I'm noticing, and I don't know the factor, but what I am noticing in the COVID response situation 
is that the information that is coming out is flawed. It's not clear who has the right information. And and so that I don't point fingers at, <clears throat> at, an, at a group who is managing it, but it is more like a group who is reporting on it. I want to point out two groups. <clears throat> group John Hopkins University of Medicine. Okay, everybody knows about John Hopkins. It is well-renowned. It is not a fly-by-night school. It's a school that everybody recognizes as a leader in its field. So it, it is known for <clears throat> truth. It's known for its uh, accomplishments. It's been established. Now, and then I'm also thinking about New York City as the government, the, the city of New York. So I went to, I was, I was looking at the different... Um, maps, the COVID maps, the how we are responding to the situation. John Hopkins has a link, <clears throat> which I'll put to the bottom in the description of the podcast, and it has a great map. I really like it. It's very interactive, and it talks about how many confirmed cases in all the different the countries, and it talks about how many cases in in the specific cities, cities of, of renown. And then it also talks about how many people have recovered, which is really good. I like it. it should, we should always look at how many people have recovered in these cases. And so at first, I want you to know that when you do a crisis management presentation, when you do have a crisis management team and you are responding to a crisis, it's important to have a centralized Area. So this is your public relations person. This is the person who's going to be putting out this communique to everyone else outside of the crisis management team. Um, this can be uh, many times it's the head of HR if you don't have a PR person per se. But um, if you do have a PR person, then this person <coughs> creates a database for all the information that is coming out and has been deemed necessary to pass on to employees. And so how do you how do you get this information out? It, it's important to have this one centralized deposit or database of information so that whenever there is a question, they, uh, uh, your employees or the or your your stakeholders can go to this one place and get the truth. And I'm going to explain to you why. So John Hopkins, and I'm going to look at the number of cases of deaths in New York City, New York. Okay, New York City, New York, U.S. And <clears throat> the cases that John Hopkins shows is 2624. There's 2624 cases in New York City. This is from John Hopkins. Now, if you go to New York City government, their numbers are little different. There's 2,254 deaths. So that's 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 a, that's quite a bit of a, a difference when you're talking about, you know, a, a city. We're not talking about, you know, the country. We're talking about a city. But we're talking about a difference of 370 people. There's a delta of 370 people. <clears throat> Apparently, John Hopkins believes that 370 people have, more people have died in New York City than New York does. Well, or is New York underreporting the deaths and John Hopkins has more of a clarity of who has actually passed? You see what I'm going with? 
So we, we, we go into questions. And when you are leading a crisis management uh, event, you have to be clear because initially, initially people will think that the mistake is is a is a <clears throat> an honest mistake. They they will expect and they will they will believe that someone made a honest mistake. But if it goes on, the question mark becomes bigger in people's minds, and they start asking the questions. Well, why aren't you telling us the truth? Then they think that someone is telling a lie, and they really don't believe either number. Like, for instance, in this case, ladies and gentlemen, we have been on this response for 19 days. 19 days. And yet, after 19 days, New York City claims to have 2256 deaths, and John Hopkins says that New York City has 2624. This is ridiculous. <clears throat> so either they are massively incompetent, which I doubt John Hopkins is, and I'm not trying to say that the city of New York is. I, I don't appreciate necessarily all of their politics, but they're not in uh, uh, less intelligent people there. But someone isn't telling us the truth. And again, like I'm saying, so I'm pointing out these issues, and in my mind, neither one of these sources of information comes out to be pristine. Neither one of them, at least me, uh, shows up as more truthful than the other. So I believe neither one, neither New York City or John Hopkins. And guess what? Any information that comes out, I'm going to start guessing and questioning. So as you manage your crisis, you know when you're at when you're in your own company and you're managing your crisis. You must be truthful, or at the very less, at least consistent. I know I'm not trying to promote uh, falsities, but I am trying to say if you are, if you're, if information that's coming out is not consistent across the board, then people are going to wonder who's telling the truth, and that's just you can't deny it. That's just how things are. And um, and I just wanted to point that out. There's something something's not not right in these numbers. Otherwise, we would have a consistency in in deaths. And and I'm not talking about you know from one hour to the next, multiple people have died, and just none of them have been reported properly. We're talking about a difference of 370, and I doubt that there's been a difference of 370 deaths in, in this in this case. It's just that's just, it's ridiculous. So I encourage you to, when you listen to these things online, you know, to, to, to listen to them, hear them, with a grain of salt, uh, understand that perhaps they aren't giving us the full amount of information. A lot of information they are telling us is true, but not everything, is, as, as you can see, is apparent here in the death numbers for New York City. <clears throat> now, n- enough of the morbid uh the morbid talk you know we want to talk more anymore about any of these these deaths let me talk about uh being positive so what have you done today to remain positive and on top of things with your family Hmm? what have you done tell me tell me about it write it down in the comments below and if you are listening to this podcast later on and it's much later on uh and you then this is just more historical and you're like, oh my goodness, let's listen to the podcast from the same time. 
tell me anyway. Tell me what you're doing. Tell me how you're how you're responding to anything that's going on in your life. How are you staying positive? Because a positive mental mental attitude is very important. There are so many people that are struggling with this that it is important to to stay on track to talk about mental health. It is very very important. Um, one of the things that I did is I am helping my pastor. So I have a pastor and a church that I go to. And we can't go. We can't go to church physically anymore. We are going uh, virtually, and I'm helping them out. Uh, I did a couple of video shots of me inviting other people to come to church, and they put it up on their Instagram. And it's kind of fun to to see my my face on someone else's website inviting people to come to to listen to the word and, that, and that's that's fantastic i really like to give back i really like to give back i love i love to love on people so what are you doing tell me what you guys are doing i was watching some people next door and they were just having a blast i mean they just couldn't get outside but i could hear them in the, in their backyard so it must they must have had their windows open but they were having a lot of fun next door and and i I don't hold that against you, next door neighbor. I don't hold that against you. I did not get the invitation. But then again, we are in our self-quarantine, so you can't invite me over. But maybe next time. Maybe after all this is over, we're going we're gonna to get together. <clears throat> I hope so. Oh, another thing that brought some joy into my life. We put a bird feeder outside, and a bird feeder is now pulling in these cardinals. It's a, a nice two, it seems to me that there's two red birds that are coming in and uh two couples two red birds and two female red birds which are coming in and uh, eating from it and it's just so fun to watch them come and eat their seeds and it reminds us my wife and i of something that the bible says that bible says that we are should be more like the birds of the air that don't worry about how they're going to be fed they know that they're going to wake up and they're going to eat. And that's how we should be right now during the this quarantine. And a lot of questions are going on. How am I going to feed my family? What's going to happen later on the, the, the road? How am I going to you know support this or do that? And if we trust in God, just like the birds trust him, we will find what we need to do to eat. We will not go hungry. I think that's fantastic. That's the word of the day. We're not going to go hungry and trust in God. And so as a security professional, I want you to know, you must, and we'll wrap up, you must be clear in your communication. Be very clear in your communication. Be consistent in your communication. Otherwise, you lose the trust that people have for you. Okay, and if they lose the trust, it's really, really difficult, if at all, you can get that trust back. So, you know, be truthful, communicate clearly, and bring bring some bring light to someone's life and trust in the Lord. Everything's gonna be okay. All right, without any further ado, I love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Stay secure, eat your broccoli. Do you have a story you would like to share? If you're on Anchor, then send me a message. I'd like that. I enjoy bringing you the best security hacks twice a week. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Share it, post it, send me a message. And always remember, you are security. Security.